there's got to be career paths so I could take anybody at some point in their career. If they're willing to learn, I have some path for them to either become the department head or the ED or the regional I described before. So training to, to us is going to be a key driver, we think, of retention and making our platform successful. But again, I've got a lot of work to do. Welcome to season seven of Bridge the Gap, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Align, NickMap Vision, ProCare HR, Hamilton Captel, ServiceMaster, Patriot Angels, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. And produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas here at the NIT Conference. We are rounding out a firestorm of great thought leaders on the program over the past couple of days here in Chicago. And we want to welcome the COO of Discovery Living, Bill Shortino. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. It's great to see you. My and first podcast, I told you. This so is go your easy, first go easy, podcast. Fellas, Amazing. You know? It's your first podcast, but you know what? I bet it's not your first rodeo. That's what we say in Texas. It's not our first rodeo, right? That's true. So how did you even get into the senior living industry? Yeah, like I think everybody in the industry, we kind of fall into it at some point. My background is I, I'm from Cleveland originally. Okay. Moved here in the mid-90s here to Chicago where we're sitting today to uh, raise our kids here. My wife was in advertising, wanted to be in a bigger market. And so this was a great place for us to raise our kids. And at the time I was implementing software systems. My father-in-law was a masonry contractor. You can relate, right? He was building commercial buildings. He built what was Jacobs Field, now Progressive Field, uh, the tallest building in in Cleveland. And I was kind of the inside management guy. I went in there, computerized the company, brought some management principles to him, started capturing data, brick counts and production counts. He was the outside guy running the field. At some point I said, I don't really want to own the family construction business. I don't even want to be there. The software computer thing is more interesting to me. So I started implementing systems for developers and for property managers. And I make this move to Chicago and it's a much bigger market. Suddenly I'm into big real estate companies and I'm working and I wind up consulting with Ernst & Young, putting in systems for property managers. Well, about that time, the end of Y2K hits and they lay a bunch of us off. So I went back into construction as a CIO and a guy that was one of our vendors said, you should talk to these people at Hyatt. They're going to hire a CIO for their senior living company. I'm like, yeah, the hotel company, I'll be the CIO of Hyatt. Yeah. No, you will, you'll be the CIO of the senior living company, which I knew nothing about. But they have a brand still. It was Classic Residence by Hyatt back in the day. It's now V, two letters. I was the first CIO back in uh, 2001, hired by Randy Richardson, who was on the panel here. Yes. And went in there to build systems and move information around and thinking this senior living thing is going to get more sophisticated. And 23 years later, I think we're still waiting for systems to catch up and still trying to move information around. Same challenges all these years later. Amazing. Wow. So we're here at Nick. There's so much going on. Our industry has had some hard knocks over the last few years, some tough challenges to overcome. So what are you thinking about strategically for discovery and for everything that you're working on as we forward looking into 2024? For me, it's, it's all about acquiring talent. I'm trying to get the right people on the bus with me and get them on the right seats. We're garnering a lot of interest because we've grown so fast so people can see there must be something good happening there. On the other hand, I have a lot of existing partners that I need to keep happy. So I can't just move everybody and you know change players rapidly. I've got to take care of the existing business we have, you know, provide value for those investors, but at the same time, start scaling this thing up to a higher level of sophistication. 
which to me is the fun part. My boss kind of is the deal maker, Richard Hutchinson. He says, I go out and I do the hunting and you, you divide up the kill. So the rest of us staff, we decide kind of how we're going to put these communities, where they're going to be and how we're going to operate them effectively. It's a good challenge. So you just gave a super high level and I'm just thinking, okay, there's a lot of weeds down in there. So when we start talking about just the basics of day-to-day blocking, tackling, how you actually do that, can you give us a little bit, we don't want you to un- unveil all the secret yeah. sauce, but like, what are some of the things that you're focusing on every day to achieve that? Because we've grown so rapidly and you think about our industry, you guys are in it so you understand, there's so many different layers to it. I, I don't have really that many communities that are anything alike. The core of our business, the root of our business was in large campus style communities that had maybe 300 units, a big independent living plus assisted plus memory care. That was Discovery Senior Living for many years, just the Aston Gardens brand. One of our best capital partners, Kane, took us out to Texas then and we went into the conservatories, a similar brand, kind of a higher, higher end rental brand. But since then, when I got to the company, there was 40 some communities. Now we're 270 in 36 states. Wow. But again, it's all, it's all across every sector of the industry. There are some big units, you know, 300 unit communities, but there's some that I have that are 39 units that used to be enlivened. I have some that are 84 units of assisted living and memory care. And we're all these different markets. We're not just in places, you know, like Naples, Florida or, or Chicago, big markets. We're in a lot of little markets like Burleson, Texas, or Waxahachie, Roswell, Georgia, smaller secondary and tertiary markets. So I need to have brands that work for those markets too. So what our thesis has been for several years is let's not try to be one flavor in all these different places. And it doesn't need to be called discovery in all these places. Our thought was, why can't we have a collection of brands? Like if you were a Marriott hotel, right? You could weren't a share it today. It's part of the Ponvoy family. But so are the courtyards and the AC Marriott's and the autograph collection than the Hamptons, I think. Why couldn't we have a group of brands that fit these different markets that are completely unique and stand on their own? So what we've been focused on for the last three or four years is not only taking on new communities, but finding a fit for them based on the market. And so they don't have to all be called discovery. They should be hyper-local because that's what most of our customer wants. They were in those communities because their kids were there or their homes were there, their church is there, the golf community, whatever it is, we're trying to solve for all these hyper-local environments with a collection of brands. That makes a lot of sense, uh, especially when you compare it to the hotel. I think we all understand that. Well, so from a recruitment, from a staffing, from a labor standpoint, does that present a lot of unique challenges? Are you having to recruit very uniquely to these specific brands or is it kind of the same talent you can kind of plug and play at all the different brands? That's a good question. It, it is different in every uh, location and they make different salaries, right? So I'll be paying differently based on what level of responsibility they have. So our idea is that for the big brands, you're going to have a more experienced executive director. He or she's going to make X. I have to have regional people. We wanted to go beyond just regional people that and they're hardworking people. They're driving around in their cars either as the traveling nurse or the facilities person or the ops person or the salesperson. That's a traditional setup. We wanted to do something different because, again, our thought back to the original strategy was, let's not just collect a bunch of communities and then fail. We want to have something that can scale and can be easily replicated in different parts of the country that can still be unique. So our thought in the national brands, we have instead of regionals, we have what we call national brand managers. Many of them have higher degrees. They have a different level of experience in this industry. I can turn over the big cruise ships to them and know that they can get in front of a capital partner and they understand their P&L in depth. They understand what 
the capital partner wants to hear as far as investment. That's a higher level of person. Then I go out to the small marketplaces. You might have somebody who was an executive director at a small, like I say, 84-unit assisted living and memory support. They get a little more responsibility. They become an area manager, maybe. One day, they become a regional director of operations. That's a different level than I'm willing to put on the national brands. But there's a fit for that. And then those men and women are really necessary to us. And so we're trying to have opportunities for people to move around the brands, or if they relocate from one part of the country to another, there's some discovery product might be called Murata or Terabella or now here in the Midwest, Lake House is a brand, but I'll have some brand in some market that can work for you. We want to keep you in our system. Oh, absolutely. Lucas, I mean, you're seeing a lot of these properties all across Texas, some of the ones probably he's talked about. What What are your thoughts as you're going in and seeing these different brands? I've read the articles and seen the growth. I think everybody has. We've been at these conferences for many years and we've heard of people discussing what you are already implementing, I would say it seems like maybe you're one of the only operators that's really doing this on a national level in the way that you're doing it. I think uh, that others may come around to our way of being, and we're not being secretive about this. I think Richard's been saying this from the various stages at Nick and Asha and Argentum build for several years now, but it's still really hard to do because a lot of people are either married to one brand or one way of doing things. And it's been that way for 30 years, let's say, in this industry. You progress from an ED to a regional, then you become a vice president, and then there's lots of vice presidents and regionals. We have several examples in this industry where that didn't work out so well, and companies had to scale down. So we use those in some ways as a lesson, a cautionary tale to say, we're not going to scale to fail. That's something Richard tosses around the office often. So let's be more strategic. Let's start to think like, can we see the bigger picture at the end? What does this look like at the end? Are we in all these states? Do we have this kind of a striation of brands that go biggest markets to the smallest? If I can see that at the end, okay, now I can go and recruit specifically to your earlier question, Josh. I can go recruit specifically and have a profile of person that fits so that every day I'm not looking for a unicorn. I feel that what sometimes I am looking for a unicorn, you know, some man or woman who knows everything about the P&O and they want to drive around all day and they they're going to be promotional and they're going to be positive and they're going to be a good leader and a good trainer. And it's hard to find these people. Sure. So we're trying to put them in positions where it's more natural. They're in the markets already. I don't have to move them if they don't want to. I can set them up for success where they are. On the real estate side here, everybody's talking about how tough new development is. Construction's difficult. Costs are difficult. So we're hearing a lot of mergers, acquisitions, information. How do you take this legacy product to make it relevant today. Can you take legacy product and convert that into some of the brands that you are working with? Or is this complete new development strategy? No, good question. We've been able to take legacy product. Now to do that, I have to have the confidence of my capital partners because if they give me a collection, let's say of five or six communities down on the bayou. Okay. So I'm in Louisiana, Mississippi, and they say, well, we're just going to give you these. Don't mess them up. You know, <laughs> give us the cash flow we've had out of those. Okay. Go with our thesis. We have a brand down there called Summer House, and we think it works for this, and it's, we're going to keep building out that brand. Are you okay with us changing the banner on the front sign? And again, most of them are, unless they're a unique you know, legacy brand, like a community like The Summit or The Trace. We keep those brands, the Aston Gardens that we have. We don't change those brand names. But otherwise, most have been fairly amenable to changing the name to say, we're fine as long as you, you manage it and kind of get us where we want to go together. That's why typically we co-invest, too. I'll say another advantage we have, you know, going back to kind of the construction refurbishment part of the business, 
we're also fortunate not only to have good facilities people that are willing to travel, but we have our own in-house construction and design team. So when I first go in there, I not only am assessing the talent, who do they have here, what open positions they have, I see a critical position report every week. The ED, the salesperson, what we call the DHW, the Director of Health and Wellness, the facilities, and the chef. Those four or five positions kind of make every building run, no matter how big you are. So I'm quickly assessing who's the talent on board and what open positions do I have. The other thing I'm looking at is the physical plant, because I just want to be honest with them. If you're going to give me this challenge, when's the last time you changed the carpeting? I mean, do I have soiled ceiling tiles? Is it somebody fixed the roof? Is the front entrance and the, the sense of arrival there? We want to come in and say, here's how we think you should be managing the asset and what you should be investing. Are we on the same page together? Are you willing to have the units the way we want them? Are you willing to do a proper unit turn? Can we come in and, and sell this together? The best capital partners are completely aligned with this. So changing the name is sometimes irrelevant to them, as long as we're direct on, on strategy and work together. Lucas, huge, yeah. This is a lot to absorb. We're getting yeah. for sure the masterclass at four o'clock on uh, Nick Tuesday. That's right. That's right. Well, and you know what? You can only get this type of content and information on the Bridge Gap Network here. And so, Bill, we really appreciate your time here. So, final thoughts on 2024. I mean, uh, 200 plus communities. I mean, are y'all going to be 400 plus communities, 500 plus communities? What's yeah. what's the? We're fortunate that. We have, in, a, in effect, a mandate, have a new investor that came into us last year, and that was in the news, of course, that Lee Equity Partners and Coastoid came in and bought a majority share in our company. So as Richard said from the stage today, Discovery Senior Living is not the operator of all these different brands I'm talking about. We're the holding company, the parent company. I do most of my work for the parent company trying to decide where will these brands fit and these ancillary companies, the design group, the construction group, the home health, all the operating groups. Now we have a new challenge. We have to integrate ISL, Integral, and Solstice is part of ISL. So those 100 plus communities are coming on. So I have a real challenge at the end of this year and it's the next to make the HR departments come together, the finance departments come together, and then what are all the underlying systems? And as an ex-tech guy, the CIO originally, that's kind of fun because again, I have investment money behind it to do this, to say, don't just make a real big company with lots of locations, make a platform that can scale. And so again, we have that invest, investment behind us. So we're doing some you know, things, not just fixing all the systems, but let's say, what is the biggest challenge to bring in on all these new communities? The assimilation. Why don't we have a dedicated assimilation team? They go into these markets immediately with an operator, a salesperson, a nurse, a facility. We assess and go in like a SWAT team. We're also gonna have an optimization group. Some of the communities we get, let's face it, are turnarounds. They're struggling for whatever reason. Too much competition in the market, no capital investment at the ED left. There's a million stories, right? Everybody at this conference knows them. Why don't we have an optimization group? Instead of me dumping that on the local regional team and say, you've already got 12 communities. I just gave you two more and they're terrible. We're going to have an optimization group that turns them around. And the other platform we're trying to build, which is something we really feel strongly about, is a national learning center so I can give people a career path to stay in the business. Not to opt out and say, as soon as I get an offer from Target or Chick-fil-A or something, I'm out, or I'm going to go work in the hotel business or rest, whatever it is. We need to keep these people in our industry. So we're thinking there's got to be career paths. So I could take anybody at some point in their career. If they're willing to learn, I have some path for them to either become the department head or the ED or the regional I described before. So training to, to us is going to be a key driver, we think, of retention and making our platform successful. But again, I've got a lot of work to do. 
Well, a wealth of information. Bill, you should have your own podcast. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I like to talk a lot and wave my hands. (laughs) Well, your passion is evident and it's appreciated and it's making the industry better and obviously helping fuel the growth of discovery and what an exciting time it is for you guys. It really is. And uh, I appreciate getting a chance to talk about it here. And hopefully I'm attracting some people to hear this podcast say, I should probably go work for that guy. He's going to have a place for me. There you go. Again, that, that to me is, is the magic getting people in here who will come in with original ideas and help me solve these problems. I I need it in every state. Well, there you go. Well, there's the call to the listeners. I know they're going to want to know how to connect with Bill and Discovery. Just drop down in the show notes. We'll connect to Bill and Discovery so you can reach out and be a part of this momentum that uh, Discovery is creating right there. Bill, thank you so much for spending time with us and giving us this knowledge. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy to be on Bridge the Gap, and I hope we'll have you back sometime. Absolutely, absolutely. And to our listeners, thanks for listening, and go to btgvoice.com, download this episode and so much more. We'd love to connect with you. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.